Fair enough. Anyway, I guess I'm recording. You're recording. I have been recording for about six minutes. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Great. Riveting stuff. Falcon play-by-play of his Hearthstone match. <laughs> it's actually the first video I ever did was play-by-play of a Hearthstone match. So. <laughs> of that I am aware. I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, for those who are not aware, that was the first thing I ever put on YouTube. Huh. It was enthralling stuff, I can tell you this much. I was exciting. I was engaged. Instant smash hit. I had yeah. incredible insights into what was going on in Hearthstone, which is the hotness at the time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, none of that is actually true. It was very boring. I can't even watch the whole thing without getting bored. <laughs> so, anyway, our last podcast, which you may have enjoyed, was us talking about the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker with special guest Duddles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got some good feedback on that. Some people really hated our take and thought that Rise of Skywalker was a fantastic film and how dare we, which is fine. People can have their opinions. Mm-hmm. They can have them. Uh, they can have them, but I don't think anybody's made any or put forth any arguments to change my mind. So I still feel that way about Rise of Skywalker. If you want to discuss it, join the Discord. We can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, but uh, I, yeah, go I ahead. I spend a lot of time thinking about Star Wars, uh, mm. specifically that movie and the franchise in general. And it's making me realize that it's better to just privately enjoy Star Wars, right? Because it's way better in your head, well, at least in my head, because people come up with just dumb theories that don't fit with the way I saw Star Wars and, like, the stuff they left up into interpretation, right? Like, the Sith rule of two, right? I always figured it was intentional that the Sith Apprentice would always kill the Sith Master because that ensures that the strongest Sith is always surviving. And if they don't, they fail, it's fine. The Master just gets a new Apprentice and starts all over again. Yeah, and that way the strongest Sith survived. Right. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah. But someone else came into like Discord and was like, no, 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 Sith never teach their Apprentices everything, otherwise they'll just kill them. I'm like, well, no, but that's the point. <laughs> right? Right. It's, Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Right, it ensures the strong survive. And so, I, like, I'm just, like, I'm done with other people in Star Wars, I think. I think that's the lesson from this movie, <laughs> is I'm tired of hearing other people's opinions about Star Wars. All right, fair enough. So next Star Wars movie we will not discuss on the podcast. N- no, we will. <laughs> I know we oh, will. all right. Because, <laughs> like, it's different if it's, like, my friends, right? Because I feel like... I can call you an idiot and disagree and communicate verbally. It's much easier. But in text, yeah, I, I, I find I struggle to convey what I really feel in text. Like, I don't usually keep right, it right. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As evidenced by how you came in and reacted to winning the uh, most Australian award in the Discord today. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't surprised by that. I was watching. I was there for a while watching that go down. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And it, was, it wasn't that I was bad with the keyboard. I just, I felt like I was overly mean in that moment. Yes. Right, right. Which wasn't what I was really going for, but eh. Kind of how, kind of how it worked anyway. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew what you were going for, but I'm not sure anybody else did. That's no. all. Well, that's the thing, because you're my friend. The other people are just people on the Around. internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the Discord server, I mean, well, you know them more than the average person on the internet. Yes, that is true. If like I'm on Reddit and I see some username, I don't recognize it. But if yeah. I see Copenhagen Dust, I'm like, ah, it's Copenhagen Dust. He's cool. It's there's still a there still should be a layer of separation. I think, at least for me. I agree. Yeah, I concur. All right, fair enough. So anyway, Rise of Skywalker. I still, just in a nutshell, feel like it is. If you enjoy it on the level of it is a slideshow of fun Star Wars things, and you don't want to think about it any more than that, then I think it was a good time. But. Mm-hmm. If you want to think about things and that's how you react and that's how you interact with media, it's not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, d- different people do different things. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I still, at the end of the day, I can't bring myself to call it a bad movie. Okay. Because it made me, like, when I left the theater, it made me want to do two things. One, replay uh, the old Republic MMO. So I downloaded and installed that and played that for a bit. Nice. Okay. And the other one was to go and watch some actually bad movies, movies that I think are terrible. I mean, like, right. is it bad in comparison to Twilight? <laughs> Did you have to watch some Twilight to determine this? I watched three movies of Twilight. <laughs> like, after you watched Star Wars? Not immediately, like, just over the last couple of weeks. A little week you or so. You are an insane person. <laughs> Continue. 
Star Wars is not bad in comparison to Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that Rise of Skywalker is the worst movie of all time or bottom no. 10 of all time or anything like that at all. I just kind of hated it. I didn't hate it all the way, just kind of. No, but that's, that's my point. I can't bring myself to say it's bad because in comparison to other bad things, it looks relatively nice. Right, right. But when you say it's not bad, you're saying it's not like all-time legendarily bad. Because Twilight movies are all-time legendarily bad. Right, they are, which is why I think it's interesting to watch, because it's a franchise that got five movies and was bad, and then they stopped making it. Like, I've not heard anything for almost a decade about Twilight. It's because the books are done. Right, but Harry Potter was done, and the more books came out, and the more movies came out, right? Well, no, 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 they made movies from all the books, and then they were done. Same thing in Twilight, they made movies from all the books, and now they're done. Right, but then more movies came out for Harry Potter. Not based on any of the books. Uh, you're right, the bad ones. The <laughs> Enchanted Beasts one, and the other one I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah. So boring, the, the, so bored. Knock off Doctor Who. Um, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so boring. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, more Which, movies came out and they were bad. Right. So you're saying Twilight didn't have more movies like that. Right, I'm like, I'm trying to work out why it was so bad that it actually killed the franchise where something like Star Wars can come out with a movie that's not great by any particular means, but nobody expects it to slow down by any measure. I mean, no, it slows down by any measure. Force Awakens made $2 billion, and neither The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker will make two, I don't think. I don't think they will either, but I don't think they have... They had what The Force Awakens had, which was like a, what, a 15-year period between any Star Wars movies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... And there's also no expectations for them to be good or bad, right? There's like, oh, there's a new trilogy. It could be good or bad. The first one comes out and it's not bad. It's actually really quite good. Even if it is a retread, right? I'm not going to say it doesn't have its fault. Yep. But it's a good-ish Star Wars movie that came out after no Star Wars movies and only a couple of, like, okay TV shows. Yeah. Right, which were primarily really for kids, right? Like Clone Wars is good stuff. You should watch Clone Wars one day if you have time to watch freaking Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Clone Wars episodes are 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe I'll get to it. Maybe one day. Anyway, maybe. I get your point, though. Yeah. Force Awakens had some benefits. The other two don't. Yes. Yeah, but at the same time, I still, I don't know. Like, from this perspective, I still am much more likely to go back and watch Force Awakens again than I'll ever watch The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker again. I just have no desire, and I'll watch Force Awakens, even after I've gotten a lot of Star Wars on the big screen recently, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it helped, but I still think it's a better film than the other two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's definitely a better film. There's n- okay. I don't think there's any arguing that. Like, gotcha. I saw gotcha. Force Awakens, like, three or four times in theaters, and then this yeah, yeah. one, I, I was like, well, I'd like to see it again. But just so I can compile my thoughts on it, not because I thought it was a good viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my brother invited me out to go see it with him, and we went to, like, this Lux theater, right? Where it's, like, all fancy, and there's, like, five rows and only four seats per row, and you get, like, a little button that brings a waiter, and they'll make you, like, pizzas and stuff. That sounds very cool. It does. Didn't work quite so well, though. It's, like, the movie started before they came in, like... He, he described it as they would come before the movie starts, take our orders for when we want it, and then that like we'd say, oh, we want a pizza halfway through the movie. And then yeah. at about halfway through the movie, they'd bring you a nice hot pizza. They gave us mm-hmm. a kind of hot pizza at about halfway through. But they took... Ah. Yeah, that was the pizza was not great. But they also didn't come in to take our order until like the opening crawl. So there's a person standing in front of me trying to take my order and i'm like but i need to read i need to what happened a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away what happened where was it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's hilarious and really bad yeah mm-hmm. if you're gonna be luxury you kind of have to nail the whole thing mm-hmm. it's true other than that it was okay like the seats <laughs> reclined and stuff it was nice Ooh, i love my reclining seats i'll never go back anywho so what's the larger point here uh we have differing opinions on Rise of Skywalker. That's yes, fine. We yes. can roll with that. We can roll with yes. that. Absolutely. We can respect each other as humans and as friends, even though we have different opinions. Yes. Imagine that. Mm. Uh, but let's test this even further, because I know there's something oh like we have differing opinions on. Oh, boy. The Witcher. Ah, The Witcher. Mm. Okay. 
Cause so we talked a little bit about The Witcher on the last podcast. A little bit. Very, very, very little. Very little. Yes. Because it hadn't sense. all come out, I think. Or if it had, I hadn't seen it. I think it had all come out, but you hadn't seen it, so we kind of held off. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Anyway, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a review of The Witcher Season 1 on Netflix? I love this TV show. Ooh, okay. Tell me what you love about it. I love that Geralt got like just a complete badass in every yes. way, right? Yes. He uh-huh. walks into a room and people look scared. It's great. Like, here's this thing that nobody sees very often. Some people go their whole life without seeing. He's kind of not human, but we need him. We have to tolerate him. They apparently don't feel emotions and like people still have to like deal with him. He is cool. And he shows up at a party and everybody notices. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they all kind of hate him and are afraid of him. <laughs> yes. <But> yep. <laughs> That's cool, I guess. No, I don't, to be like, feared and hated. Well, hated, no. But to be feared for like prowess and combat in that world, that is cool. Is that what it is? Are people afraid of him because of his prowess in combat or because he's yes. got weird cat eyes? Well, I mean, visually to look at, like, I don't think people are very afraid of him. Hmm, interesting. Right? Because if it was just like, a, I'm afraid of how he looks, no one would ever fight him. Well, yeah, but that's a problem with the Witcher in general, especially in the games. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm a Witcher. I am renowned for personal combat. And you, random bandit with an axe, are going to kill me. <laughs> Come on, man. Hmm. But they believe. They believe every time that they're going to take you down. <laughs> Skyrim has the same problem. I mean, it's a bad game hmm. if you get to a certain point where everyone's afraid to fight you. Yes. Well, yes. But well, or depending on the kind of game, it's good, right? Like if it's a could be empire management in medievals. If everyone's afraid to fight you, that means you're winning. Yeah, Skyrim's also different in that your character doesn't have a personality, really. Yep. Right. So it's not like the bards are going to start singing your praise if you want to throw a town because they don't know who you are. You're just oh, it's the dragonborn. You better not shout at us. Right. Yeah. If yeah. they know that. If they know anyway. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, so I agree. I agree that Geralt is a badass and he's awesome. And the fight scenes were all really good. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like they didn't do a lot of the stupid jump cutting that a lot of action scenes do these days. It's mm-hmm. very much smooth action. It feels very I lo- fluid. I love that about yeah, it. Yeah, it feels fluid. And I love that that first fight he has in Blevkin, there's like six dudes going to fight him. Mm-hmm. And they don't all stand around and wait for their turn. Like he goes, bam, 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 bam. Like mm-hmm. they're coming for him and he's ready by the time they get to him. Yep. They're not all waiting their turn, and it's just such a, like, a, a, a flowy, fluid style of fighting that I associate with The Witcher. So I think they killed it on that. Yes, and I saw uh, Henry Cavill uh, talking about it, which is he said it was... Um, he was talking about like sword play history and that fighters were taught dance before they were taught the sword because that mm. gave them good footwork. And so he... Mm. I think he said he took, like, extra dance lessons or something, or he learned some dance to try and give it some fluid to it, and he does all his own stunts and stuff. Yep. Yeah, so I really appreciated him on that level being like, that's commitment. He likes his character. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's a huge part. We've talked about that on the pod before. I Mm -hmm, really think somebody involved in the project loves the project. It's hard hard to keep that tamp down and it's going to come through on the show beautiful uh, i also really enjoyed especially that first fight with um renfrey the mm-hmm. witch like he gives her options right and they don't they don't uh telegraph this but man he could have killed her like three times in that fight and he just he doesn't and mm-hmm. he gives her a chance to back off and she does not back off yeah and finally he's like i don't want to do this but you are way too dangerous to live and takes her out yes yeah that's good it's really good stuff. I love they didn't have a conversation, right? There's no monologuing. There's mm. no, I have the high ground, Renfrey. Like, <laughs> you just look, and he's in a position to stab her through the face, and she knows it and keeps going anyway. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's really good. I like that a lot. It's good. It's very good. Okay. Um, is there anything else on your list? Well, I get to things I don't like about it. What about things you do like? Is that it? You like the fight scenes and you like Geralt and that's it? I, well, I mean, I like the overarching story, right? Each end episode is its own thing, right? Which are all pretty good. Um, but I don't really have any massive comments on the overarching story because it's clearly like, well, what's next? <laughs> Season's over, but I, I, there's more coming. There has to be. Yeah, it's almost like season one is a prologue to the yeah. actual story. Or it's like they split the season up, right? 
So it's yeah. like this well, is I mean, it's... Hot season one part A, and then season B, uh, season one part two comes out next year. Something like that. Although uh, season one has the three distinct timelines they're working with, and I don't think they'll do that again. I don't think they have reason to. No. Maybe they will. Mm-hmm. But you don't like the they timelines. Could. I've seen you complain about them. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once I understood what was going on, I mm-hmm. think they were okay. Yeah, because I have and no I've problem seen, with them. Exactly. And I've seen other people, uh, Gabe from Penny Arcade specifically said he loved it. He loves that kind of kind of puzzle work in shows. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was obviously a very distinct choice to not give the audience any help at all with it. And it I, paid I, off for people. I don't think people needed help with that, though. All right. I feel like it was all fairly straightforward once you realized, oh, it's multiple timelines running. Yeah. Right. But like how many when, episodes did it take you to figure out it was multiple timelines? Like three, but it doesn't matter because once you figure it yeah. out, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> a, I know, like, but you kind of. It's a non. It's an issue. Like up until you figure it out, and once you figure it out, it's a non-issue. Right. That's how it's issues an, work. <laughs> it's an eight-episode season. Right. You but do half of it being like, wait. What? I didn't understand what was happening at all. No, no, no. It works because each of the scenes still makes sense from their first perspective. And then you get to see them again from a different one. Right? So it adds layers of context to each episode and the season and the events that have already passed. Because, sure. like, in Sintra, uh, the first time it gets sacked, you feel yeah. like, oh, this is this queen trying to defend, like, her only living heir. She's like, my people are being tortured for no reason. I can't just flee. You know, we have to, you know, do the right thing or whatever. But then you get the second time around where it's like, oh no, she basically provoked them. She she deserves this. <laughs> That's an interesting take. Well, she, she deserve to have her people murdered is maybe a bit far. She was unnecessarily mean to them and provoked them, definitely. She is a conquering queen. Mm-hmm. That's she... another thing you learn, that she is like a warrior queen, right? Yes. Yeah. And not the kind that conquered and then sat on her throne the rest of her life. She is out there killing people. Yes. Yeah. True facts. Mm-hmm. And it's well, like she yeah. made the decision to like meet an, a larger army on an open field, right? It's like, oh, yep. okay. Uh, so strategically, you fucked up as well. All right. This isn't just them <laughs> coming to invade and you're like, oh, no, I have to make a stand to save my people. Oh, no. It's, no, we can take these guys. We'll put them in their place. Oh, shit, their army's huge. Yeah, she's a warrior, not a strategist. Mm-hmm. Those are different things. Yes, but <laughs> she, a good queen would defer to a strategist. Yeah, yes, yes, for sure. Also, I have questions about whether the actions of Sintra led to Nilfgaard declaring war. Um, as in... Because we have... Well, the very specific... Uh, Siri's mom is betrothed to a Nilfgaardian noble. The and Dooney? then the hedgehog guy... Yes, hedgehog guy comes in. So... Mm. Nilfgaardian noble shows up at court, shows up. The queen makes fun of him and basically kicks him off the stage. Right. And, like, he's going to be... He's marrying your daughter. What is wrong with you? She's so mean. And then Hedgehog Guy comes in and basically takes claim to the princess. Well, she said the queen denied Nilfgaard, right? She, like, threw them out. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make fun of him and send him on his way, and then, but later they'll marry. That wasn't what was happening at all. Are you sure? Yeah, because they uh, they were talking about the other dude who, like, the two that were, like, um, arguing about, like, oh, what kind of a manticore had you fought? It was one of them. They're like, oh, he's good stock. You could do worse. Like, you could do worse. And she was like, but I could do better. And then Dooney comes in after Nilfgaard leaves. I thought they were talking about the Nilfgaard guy. No, the, like, that whole banquet was just people presenting themselves for appearance like to hey pick me pick me and the witcher and the mage dude were taking um bets and the mage dude was like no no no, it's already like i've got inside knowledge it's a sure thing that it's going to be this other dude and then Hmm. dooney comes up and it's not the other dude because lore of surprise yeah yeah okay so they're trying to convince the queen that they're a good match for her daughter yes or good match for the kingdom yes yeah Okay, all right, all right. So, still bottom line, Nilfgaard shows up, gets embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So, I was just wondering, I don't know, there's a couple things that Sintra does that I think might have specifically led to Nilfgaard invading. But, at the same time, their whole goal is to get Siri. So, <laughs> yeah. Siri exists, and they want to get her. So, I think despite whatever happened between their countries in the past, I think this is still the fact. So Well, 
yes, they want to get Siri, but we're not sure why yet. And so no. we don't like Siri she has, has magic. She has magic to some degree, right? But yep. is it just mm-hmm. like Yennefer and she had, like had a conduit moment that's been genetic and somehow skipped her grandmother, like they yeah. said? Or is it something else, right? Is it a special magic? Yeah, I, I just don't know enough to like lean on like, oh, they're only invading Sintra, says all the other mages. Like they just want the girl. But yeah. all, the, all the other mages are like convinced that no, they're going to conquer the entire continent. Yes, so it's it like whether or not Sintra was first or at least I'll, they went there as fast as they could for the girl or for, you know, insulting them and denying. Because think about it, if... Nilfgaard had married into Sintra, or Sintra had married into Nilfgaard, it would have automatically become part of the Empire, which would have been an easier place to launch attacks from to all the other nations. That's why they're going there. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. because Skellig is already married in at the, with that queen, they then have an even bigger fleet. True. Would have been nice. Yep. So, so they tried they're, that first. Yeah. yeah. They, that was them, I think, trying the polite way, and then when they got embarrassed, they got mad. And then 12 years later, they came back. With like a huge Makes sense, yeah. And so here, somewhere in there's somewhere in there's like how they learnt about magic, Siri. Oh, there's a map. Yeah. So Nilfgaard's way down there. See where Nilfgaard is? Uh, kind of. My screen is not. I don't have my computer. It's at the like, very bottom. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you go north. You go through Ebbing and Macht and Matina, and then you conquer Sintra. So basically. Nilfgaard had gone through about three other countries before they end up conquering Sintra. Like, either yeah. they got right of way. Like, like, yes, you can march your entire army through our country. I don't see any problem with that. Mm. Or they conquered the other countries to get that. Right, right, right. I think it's implied that they did conquer the other countries. Right. because yeah, that's what the mages are all worried about. Right. But I think... Oh, there's Rivia. Um, but if you... <laughs> But I think if you marry into Sintra and get a conquering kingdom first, you can push from both sides and it becomes much easier from a tactical perspective. Like, that's why they're trying to... Like, I I guess on one hand, it's like, oh, it's the marriage royal thing that, like, every fantasy show that has royals does. It's like, who's marrying who in uh, Game of Thrones is always big. Yep, totally. Like, it's part of, like, the royal game. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was entirely a... uh, strategic move first yeah makes sense but we're not kind of told enough about Nilfgaard and what's going on and whether or not they just became religious crazy conquerors recently because Sindra didn't seem all that worried about it when like she threw them out yeah she thought they were tiny and not a threat at all yeah yeah exactly yeah and then suddenly they're huge and have stupid uniforms Mm -hmm. yeah yes (laughs) uniforms still look dumb so bad. I don't know. I do not know how those uniforms came out in the final product. They were I, released. Everybody's like, these are bad. And they said, eh, everyone's wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of get the look they're going for. It's like leather stretched over plate, but it's not stretched because it's wrinkly. Yeah. Right. I don't understand. Maybe no one does. I think they're going to change them. I've heard rumors they're going to change it for season two. So okay. okay. better late than never, I suppose. Mm hmm. All right, so you want to get into the things you did not like about the show? Yeah, sure. Uh, number one, Yennefer. Okay. As a whole. Uh, not, not like I, not as a whole. There are some nice things about her. Okay. But I'm not here to list those. Why does she want any of the things that she wants, right? She's like, I want a baby. It's like, why? Why do you want a baby? What would that do for you here? There's no, like, it's like they took because that. Because that, that's it right there. They took the choice from her. She wanted the choice. Right, but she You're could not a adopt. Woman. You can't understand something. She could adopt. Just go adopt the child. No, it's not about the child. You just said this. It's not about the baby. Geralt is like, you'd be a horrible mom, and he's right. Yeah. She doesn't want the baby. She wants the power to choose to have her own biological child, and it was taken from her. Mm, questionably, she went in there and demanded it happen, but, you know, from a certain point of view, it was taken <laughs> from her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was taken in the like the certain point of view is that they took it, but it wasn't required for the the ascension, right? Like you can do that magic without taking that. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, no. Who said that? The artist dude. The guy's like, hmm, good thing I have the final say. He's like, we take this, but you know, it's 
because you like diversion to the cause they want you out of family and stuff. I forget the exact lines, but he's like, wow. yeah, yeah, we're just gonna take this so that you're ours. Is basically yeah, the line. That's interesting because in the books and in the games, it's like. I don't know. You ascend, and suddenly you couldn't have kids. We don't know why. It's just kind of a thing that happens. No, well, no, but they show him specifically no, cutting it out for the before, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- before the magic happens. Yes, yes, yes. No, I hear you. Yeah. So the show went a different way with it in yeah. clarifying something that was never been clarified before. Interesting choice. Right. Okay. Might have missed that part. I don't know. Hmm. I guess it was a while ago. Right. When well, I watched it. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, the magic can fix and change anything but specifically can't do one part of the human anatomy. I don't understand that. Uh, what have we seen them do with like with stuff that's real? You know what I mean? Like a hunchback. Um, Hunchbacks are real. She would have had like a twisted spine from that thing. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Like the magic that we see is like throwing fireballs and growing these weird plants that exude poison. And they're not like healing people, you know? Uh, it's a different kind of magic, it feels like. Right, but that specific bodily magic does heal people, right? Because it can remove scars. Yeah, it does. And that is a form of healing which she specifically requested not affect a part of her. So if it can specifically not affect a single part, there are other parts it could affect. Well, not affect, if you opt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is that the council controls that power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like yeah. I'm not suggesting the recruits get the option. Like, no, I want to keep the kid just in case, right? Like, no, but I, th- I thought you were asking though. How come, like the mages don't take it back? Well, no, I, I maybe for some reason is like the magic only works once, or nobody else will do it to them if they've already had it done. Like I understand right. that. Okay, right. so what are you asking? I, I've forgotten, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> I wasn't. Ask- I don't think I was asking anything. I was just asking. Oh why the magic wouldn't fix that right yeah right because it's shown to fix injuries and you said well in the books all the games for some reason it's like bits of you stop working and nobody knows why but right i mean know about it in advance but it's a trade-off for the access to the power right yeah yeah it doesn't mean they're not sad about it Mm -hmm. but that i don't know but to the original point, it's just, I don't know, Yennefer's kind of petulant. Like, she's still kind of a child in a lot of ways, even though she's over 100 years old. Is she? She, just, she wants it because she can't have it. It is being denied from right. her. Yeah, and I think that's, like, annoying. Makes her character annoying because yeah. she's, she's like, I don't think anyone lives 100 years without being a little bit wise, right? Or at least gaining some wisdom on things you could do. And... She's shown that she just wants a legacy, right? Like, and she thinks a child, you know, like having a child, will give her that legacy. But look at the, 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 the magical institute. I can't remember what it's called. The Brotherhood or something, mm-hmm. um, right? The founding wizards and witches or mages or whatever probably aren't still there. Maybe they are, because I don't know if they they're immortal or not. But they certainly don't age. Correct. But that's that's legacy. How could she go at least forty years and not notice that? Right? Uh, she was busy. <laughs> like she's, she basically says she's been spending decades in court, like mm-hmm. advising people who suck mm-hmm. and are all inbred, and she hates it. By the time she gets to the point we see her again, mm-hmm. I don't know. So she's busy. She doesn't have a lot of time to sit around and think about what she wants. Maybe she does. I don't know, man. The next, oh, we also see her like. Setting up some illusion giant orgy mm-hmm. for reasons unknown. I think that's because she's bored. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this is because she's bored. <laughs> right. So her quest to recover her reproductive abilities is because she's bored, maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe. It's supposed to be impossible. Like, what's left for you to do after you're 100? I, I don't think she's 100 in the show yet, right? I hear in the games and the book she is. But in this, I'd well, put this her somewhere is... around 60. This is book one. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, just to answer your question, I think some of it is she can't have it and she's being petulant and the other is maybe she's bored. Because I really don't think she wants a child. Because you're right. She could just like adopt one. It's freaking the middle ages. You could just find a baby just that pick one off the wants. street. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, can you not feed your kids? I'll take one and take care of them. Please do. Thanks. Right. Like there was a wizard going around murdering kids because they were born under eclipse. And it's like, yeah. you can't just go around and be like, I'll trade you two I'm, pigs for that kid. And they'll be like, okay, great. Like, that's how yeah, she her, was born. 
Exactly. Her whole origin story is she was sold for like $7. For less than a pig. Yeah. I imagine a pig's more than $7. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Whatever their economy is. You know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If she wanted a child, she could easily find an unwanted infant and mm-hmm. be like, this is yours. Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, you raise this thing, you mold this thing, you make it your own. Unless it has magic powers, it will die before you without question, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. <laughs> but you'll have a baby. It's true. <laughs> or, or, I don't know. Get a cat. Come on. <laughs> cat will also die way before you do, but that's kind of a standard thing. <laughs> no, but, yeah. But at least like, I think like, like if she wanted to try and keep the cat alive, the other mages wouldn't have a problem with her using magic on the mm. cat, not the child. Probably right. Yeah. An immortal cat they're not as concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What I don't get is why is Geralt so in love with her? Like, what has she done? Yes. Exactly? Oh God. Yeah. That's that's where I was going with the whole she's boring and doesn't make sense. Is that Geralt just loves her? Yeah. The only person he cares about in the entire show is her. But, Maybe Renfrey. I guess he likes Renfrey a lot. He's very sad he has to kill her. Uh, I, I think he's sad that he has to kill her, but I don't think he liked her very much. Mm, right? Like he carries. Her, he puts her brooch on his sword. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that means you have some feeling. I'm not saying she, he's romantically attracted to her. No, no, no. I'm, it's not none feeling, but if, like the, there's a big decision, like uh, theme throughout the show where he has to make a decision for the lesser evil. Yeah. Right. And he does that with his sword. When he takes the lesser evil, it's by the sword, and she's who. Like I think that's what that's a reminder of. It, yeah. It's still feeling towards the person, but huh? I'm not denying that. But I'm gonna throw this out there. He likes Yaskia more than Renfrey. <laughs> I don't know, man. He dealt with uh, Yennefer to save him. Yeah, that's true. But I honestly think if he stumbles across a random person who is cursed by a djinn and dying, I think he helps him anyway. I don't I mean, think Geralt's like, mm, we're going to leave you on the side of the road. Maybe. I don't think that was a particular love that he has for, we'll call him Dandelion because that's the English version of his name. Right, but Yasky is way better. It's really, I don't know that it is. Anyway. No, it is. It is. You think, okay, you think he's out looking for a djinn because he's trying to get some sleep, which is an insane plan, by the way, because djinns are mean. <laughs> right. Uh, but maybe he's so sleep deprived, he's making poor life decisions. Mm-hmm. Some rando comes up to him, starts bothering him. The djinn comes out. The guy makes some wishes. He's dying. He's never met this person before. He's, and he's met- like, screw you. I'm going to leave you on the, on the bank. No, 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 I'm talking about... Oh, you, hypothetical, about, hypothetical. Hypothetically, he does this with a person he's never seen before, and this person is dying on the bank of this lake. He's like, well, tough beans, and walks off. No, no I'm not saying he doesn't, like, do something. I think he takes him to that first healer who's like, well, I can ease the pain, but you need to go find a mage. And then he gets there, and it's this crazy woman who's like... Oh, I'm throwing an orgy and the mayor's running around naked looking for apple juice. I don't yeah. think he goes as far, right? I think he goes there and goes, this mage is crazy. She wants me to get into a bath. <laughs> like, what's going on? Hmm. Right? She's hot, that, though. He is attracted to her anyway. Right, but he's a witcher. He can be attracted to everything, right? And, <laughs> Wait, where are we going with this? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he, like, he doesn't need to be picky. He's hot. Yeah, I'm saying he is specifically attracted to Yennefer, that he falls in love with her. Right. Independent of the fact that the dandelion is somebody that he knows. That has nothing to do with dandelion. Right. But I think he likes dandelion more because, like, he sticks around with him, right? It's like, oh, yeah, Skip, I fixed your throat. Now, hey, let's keep going, right? He's He's still with Geralt. He doesn't, like, random stranger. He's like, okay, great. I got your throat fixed, you know. See ya. It's not like, hey, do you want to come slay dragons with me? No. <laughs> Look, yes, you are correct. In that, he allows Dandelion to hang out with him and hasn't, like, tied him to a tree. He <laughs> kept going, right? <laughs> Indicates right. he does like Dandelion probably more than the average human being. I agree with that. But I'm not going to allow evidence that he saved Dandelion's life as evidence that he likes Dandelion more than the average person. That's all I'm saying. No. No, he likes he likes Dandelion because that's why it's I so know. that's that, that's why it's so gut wrenching that when he gets him injured because he fished up a gin and then oh how does Dandelion get injured his throat he's a bird he needs his throat 
Well, additionally, he's dying. But yes, let's worry about his singing ability real quick. Right. Well, here's the thing. If just anyone could save him, but, you know, oh, you'll be mute. I think Gerald goes to the mage, right? If the other dude, like the elf dude, could just be like, yeah, I could fix this, but this random person's going to be mute. I think the witcher goes, good enough. Because <laughs> he saved the life. He only cares about, like, doing it magically. Uh, well, one, because it's necessary. If it wasn't necessary, this hypothetical. Uh, if, if it wasn't, you know, gasket and it was his throat, I think it like it's like, okay, you're mute. So what? See ya. Is that what they said? They said we can save him, but he'll be No, mute. no, no. But if it was, like I oh. said, a hypothetical. We're getting too deep into hypothetical levels at this point. I don't know, man. Look, I agree. He likes Dandelion more than the average person. I'm just saying, people who are like, he saved his life, it means he likes him. No, he would save anybody. Geralt's a good dude. You're not right, going to leave people to die on the side of the road. That's he all. Saves, he saves lots of people, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not denying that, but I'm saying he okay. likes Yaskia more than Renfri. And I think Yaskia is a better friend than Yennefer will ever be to Geralt. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that's what part of the relationship I like so much, is that Dandelion is so distrustful and dismissive of Yennefer. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You just throw in shade the whole time she shows up and he's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Dandelion likes Girl way more than Girl likes Dandelion. Oh, for sure. Okay. But, but I'm not saying he doesn't like it. Like, Yep, that's fine. We agree. I think there's much of Dandelion as being his like only friend and as much as he like feels the need to push him away, he also likes having him around. See, that's the other annoying thing. He has friends. He's got other witchers that are friends. He has friends in other towns. But the show does not show that to us at all. Right. But, you, like, there's only so much you can show. And I think it does a good enough job as establishing him as being friendly without it. I guess. Like, the only person he's friendly with at all is freaking Dandelion and Yennefer. And the other mage. Whether he sees at the uh, court when he's protecting Yaskir from nobles whose wives he slept with. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I guess he's friendly. He's not like friends with. He anyone. calls him old friend. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair turnabout there. <laughs> All right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so the interesting thing about Yennefer in The Witcher Three mm-hmm. is that they had a thing with the Jin. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the choice was either, like, one of them dies or something really bad happens, or Geralt loses all memory of his relationship with Yennefer. Okay. So they do that. He forgets who she is entirely as a human being. Hmm. And then she's like, we are in love, Geralt. And he's like, uh, sure. sure. That, sounds, <laughs> that sounds entirely reasonable. <laughs> so it's a weird relationship it is yeah like he does not have any memories of any time they spent together and she remembers all of it what a mess is it specifically he can't remember her like if they went to a party together he can remember the party but not her yeah correct okay crazy huh right but that's much more easier for like to buy the story of hey remember when we went to this party and we're having a conversation with this other witcher dude and he's like i do remember the conversation but this part's went missing she just goes yeah that was me yeah no i get it there are things you can do right if, if it's but it's you, a if little it's, different if you personally don't remember it you know yeah i suppose but like if it's oh i can't remember anything from the last five years and she's like oh no we're super in love and he has to be like okay, okay. like i wouldn't buy that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, no. I don't know how much independent verification he's done, but yeah, there's definitely <laughs> things they could do, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway, makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Jennifer and Garrett relationship is a weird one. Yeah. In a lot of ways. All right. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. There's been things that I've started watching and not finished because I didn't like it. I have mm-hmm. no problem not finishing stuff. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure, <laughs> Mr. Completionist. Wait. I am if it's good, but there's plenty of stuff that I've started and just been like, eh. I think there's also some stuff that you've been like, well, I need to finish this because it's bad, right? Like, it's what? well, it's it's not because not because it's bad. I said that wrong. But no, I know. I it, need to it, finish this because I'm a completionist, even if it's bad. Yes. Like what? Name something. Uh, I swear we've 
we've gone through this before. <laughs> like, I can't name it off the top of my head, but I know that you have, right? Because I've used it against you that, like, I don't know, I think your completionist would kick in. I don't remember me finishing anything that is bad. There have been things that I haven't loved, but hmm. I've enjoyed it enough to finish it. You finished Game of Thrones. I sure, oh, man. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> I mean, I had hopes. I wasn't hate-watching it before the final episode. I figured they could recover. They mm-hmm. never did. Okay. That's okay. uh, true. I don't know, man. I was hate watching certain aspects of it. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. I I withdraw my complaint. Fair. Okay. Fair uh, anyway, the point is I like The Witcher. I didn't like it enough to put on my top ten shows of twenty nineteen, which maybe rough. indicates I don't all that much like The Witcher, but it was a great year for T V. Yeah. I mean there was a lot of good T V. Um from what I hear, I haven't seen most of it. <laughs> uh, right. Witcher is definitely on my top 10. Fair. Fair enough. So yeah. the next season, not till like 2021, which sucks. Ugh. That kills me. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things I had complaints about with The Witcher are like a lot of what Siri did is kind of busy work. Mm. I felt like, like a lot of what she did, especially in the forest, was like, why? Why is she in the forest? I don't understand <laughs> this at all. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Like, a lot of her stuff is just kind of, huh? You know, yeah. like, oh, well, you huh. need to drink from the tree. It's like, why? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I did some reading so after the fact because I was like, why? <laughs> so the elves don't reproduce very well. And so anybody that wanders in, they make them drink the water to become one of them. So that's how they keep their numbers oh, okay. going. Right. But it doesn't work on Siri, and they don't know why. It kind of freaks them out. Hmm. I assume that will get explained with, like, the magic-y stuff in Season 2. Yeah. I mean, they explain it quite a bit in The Witcher 3, which I could get into, but if we don't want to spoil things, I don't want to spoil things. Yeah, no, don't spoil things. Okay. So that's what that is. That's what the water is, anyway. They're trying to get her to join them forever, and it doesn't work, and they're like, this is... You're kind of freaky, little girl. So it's like a drug cult. Yeah, it sort of is. Hmm. Okay. And it clearly well, works like, on our little elf friend. Yeah. And yeah. then him, like, why does he not say anything for the first four times they meet? And then suddenly he won't shut up. <laughs> What's the strategy here? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I figured, like, there would be something distinctive about his voice that would give him away. As, like, once you find out he's an elf, it was like, oh, is there is, a way elves talk that is, is distinctive? There? I don't no, think there not, is in this show. Not that the show gives us at all. Never been like there might have been. Like I don't know. I suppose, but there isn't. That he's just quiet because he doesn't want to talk, even though talking would be super useful. <laughs> You'd think so, yeah. I think yeah. talking's real useful. My favorite moment with Siri is when she was ready to stab that changeling in the neck. That was great. Mm, that was good. They got him up against the tree. They've got the silver. He's like, this sucks. And she's like, I got this. And Elfoy's like, no. And it's like, dang, Siri, you're hardcore. No hesitation, no discussion at all. She's like, let's kill this dude now. Mm. It was fantastic. I liked that very much. Yep. That was very she's good. been taught. I mean, basically, she was raised by freaking Queen Calanthe, so... Uh, Lots of yeah. bloodthirstiness brought into her in more reason, more ways than one. Uh, y- yes, but also her mother and Queen Calanthe's daughter, not particularly bloodthirsty, qu- crying at banquets. Yeah, uh, she didn't seem very warrior princessy, did she? No. No, not at all. No. Just fine. Uh-huh. You know, not everyone needs to be a warrior. It's true. So anyway, cool. that was that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like... Yeah, it was just a prologue. I wish more things had happened, I suppose. I would have enjoyed some more Monsters of the Week stories. I liked the story with the uh, Strega mm-hmm. that, he, that we see, which, again, apparently happened forever ago, which I didn't know at the time. Anyway, that's good. I would like the ones where they bring him in, and they're not tr- well, I trustful of him, but they have a problem, and they think he can help. And mm-hmm. Previous Witcher came in and got paid up front and disappeared and took off as far as they know. I just like that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then... You know, he has to smooth it over and say, you know, you can. I won't take payment up front and I'll take a discount even because of what happened to the previous Witcher, even though he doesn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. All he knows, the Witcher was killed and he was. 
but he's still mm-hmm. willing to put forth that olive leaf to the people to mm-hmm. help them take less money. And it's not fair to him, but he's willing to do it anyway. And then he solves the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. I wish there was more of that in the show. Do you think, I was going to say, do you think he goes back and tells the miners that, oh, the other witch didn't run off. He got killed. I imagine so. Hmm. Like he's not, he's not happy about the state of the PR for witchers in the world, right? No, but I think he understands its benefit that uh, that witches are, you know, killing machines, right? And that if you're like, what's what's better, uh, telling these people that oh, monsters can kill witches as easily, witches can kill monsters, or this witcher ran off with your money, like. I think they both have negatives associated with them for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, know. yeah, I don't know. Both make it harder to do your work, I guess, if nobody will pay you because you might run off or you might die. Yeah. Well, I guess if you might no die, options. I guess the like the option of if they might die, at least you then don't have to pay me, right? So it doesn't really make it harder to get work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will get paid once I'm done, and, you know, this has killed previous witchers, so mm. what do you have to lose, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is, man, there's a really good story in The Witcher where mm-hmm. this town hires another witcher to do work for him, and he does it, and they don't pay him, and they try to kill him. Oh, really? It's rough, man. Then he goes friggin' young Anakin and murders the entire town. So, What yeah. town is this? White Orchard? Huh? What town is this? In The Witcher 3. Yeah, what town? I don't remember. Okay. Just sounds like something interesting to read up on. Yeah, I don't know. I can find out. But basically, Geralt finds out about it, and he's kind of torn. He's like, look, it totally sucks that this guy, you know, got stiffed on his payment, and they tried to kill him after he helped them. I've been in those shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all the women and the children, too, is kind of rough stuff, my dude. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a complicated... Uh, Otterton. That's what it is. The town of Otterton. And I don't know if this is in the books. Like, I don't know what makes it from the books into the games and just only exists in the games. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the quests that's really stuck with me from my first playthrough back in 2017. Fair enough. Wow. Witcher 3 came out three years ago. It felt like it was just yesterday. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. It's cool. an old, old game. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's an old game. Ridiculously old. Right up there with Doom. Yeah. And Quake. And Zork. Pong. <laughs> yes. So I just, I would like more, The Witcher has real human relationships and kind of more Monster of the Week stuff every once in a while, but I don't know. I really also enjoyed the Geralt-Siri relationship, and I was hoping they would get together before the end of the season, because mm. I like their, what they have going on, but... Alas, it was not to be. It's going to be season two, I suppose. Yeah, seems like. Yeah, sure does. So 2021, we'll put it on the list of stuff we're waiting for new seasons for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a big list. Is it? What else is on that list? Of stuff I'm personally waiting for new seasons for? Yeah. Many things. Is it most of your top ten? All the ones uh, that are listed no, as a season? No, actually, a lot of stuff uh, ended this year. Like, had series finales. So, mm. not Fair a lot of that stuff. The stuff I'm waiting on in seasons four is Bojack, Demon Slayer, Goblin Slayer, Letter Kenny, One Punch Man, The Witcher, Rick and Morty, The Mandalorian, The Boys, for sure. Really love The Boys. Uh, and Disenchanted, maybe. At least 60% of your top 10. Good. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But not the whole thing. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Disenchanted. Okay, Disenchanted might be something that I watch whole seasons of just to finish it. Because I don't know. I'm not sure that I like it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of interesting elements to it, but it kind of meanders a lot and kind of wastes a lot of time and doles out the interesting stuff at a pretty slow pace. And I don't know. It might be enough to keep me on the hook is the problem. <laughs> Because I finished season two, and they were like, this is interesting, season over. And I was like, no, hey, come on. Come back. I was just getting started. I was just, what? No. (laughs) And then it will come back, and I'll be like, well, I'm hooked. There's this little hook I need to get resolved. (laughs) You find that one tiny little thing that's interesting, and that's got you. 
Talk, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news is it's 20-minute episodes, and it's like eight episodes a season, so it's not even that much of a commitment. Okay. Well, compared to some of this stuff, like season one of Demon Slayer is like 26 episodes, amazingly. Because mm. what year is it? Who has 26 episode seasons anymore? It's true. Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. So we are fairly out of time. I did just want to give my top 10 in case you haven't seen it in all the million places I posted it. Sure. And Somicron has no experience with most of this. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Yep. All right, so we have number one, Chernobyl on HBO. I really loved Chernobyl. Like, nothing else gave me a feeling of anticipation of watching a new episode this year than Chernobyl. It is so well done. Number two, Demon Slayer. Love Demon Slayer. It might be my favorite anime of all time, like, at this point, which is insane because there's a lot of good stuff out there. But um, it might be there. Mr. Robot Season 4, which is the series finale, ended spectacularly well. I assume all the seasons will be on Amazon Prime at some point. People who need to find a place to watch it. So give it a chance if you haven't. Rick and Morty Season 4 was good. There was one episode I was out on, but the rest of them were really fantastic. I enjoyed it very much. Bojack Horseman Season 6 is number 5. Bojack is just rounding into an incredible finale. The second part of Season 6 is coming up on the 31st of January. and can't wait for that. Goblin Slayer Season 1 is number 6, which fantastic. Really well done. That's the one thing that Somicron has seen. That uh, is on my top 10, actually. Love Goblin mm-hmm. Slayer. Yep. Uh, One Punch Man Season 2, Somicron is planning on watching, but has not watched yet. Mm-hmm. True guy. Correct, correct. Uh, it was good. I don't think as good as Season 1, but I'm not sure how you attain the heights of Season 1, just because we know now that Saitama is invincible, and that we had questions about it, and Season 1 made it more interesting. And I think Season 2 is missing that, and I don't know how you fix it. Number eight is The Boys on Amazon, just the beautiful deconstruction of superhero culture and what it would look like in 2019, complete with corporate interference, is so well done. And the acting is fantastic. I enjoy everybody in it. Can't wait for season two for that one. Silicon Valley season four is number nine. That was a series finale. It ended well. Stuck the landing there, too. And number 10 is Letterkenny Season 8, which is just, it's Letterkenny. If you've seen any Letterkenny, it doesn't get substantially different as the seasons go on. It's just more of the same, but I enjoy it anyway. So that's my top 10. I give an honorable mention to Cowboy Bebop, which I watched for the first time this year, but it aired originally in 1998 because I'm very slow to the punch on that one. (laughs) So slow. So slow. (laughs) Ah, so that's my top 10. If you have any uh, thoughts about it, you can... Comment on my Facebook post or my Twitter post about it. Come join the Discord to rant at me about things that I missed. People have already said, what about The Witcher? What about The Mandalorian? And the answer is, those are good. They're not as good as anything else on my top ten list, in my opinion. It is a hard year for TV, people. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things. Yar. Yeah. That's it. Yar. Cool. Yep. And so I've spent the last 50 minutes or so looking through the shows that I have watched and see if I could uh, even come, come up, up with a list of honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not sure yes, how many of these no. came out last year. So I would say I have a couple. Okay. Uh, one is My Roommate is a Cat. Okay. Which, which is just a very lovely, wholesome show about a guy who learns the meaning of friendship through having a cat. Uh-huh. Uh, Zombieland Saga, which is a mm-hmm. show about uh, zombies becoming Japanese idols. Uh, it's very strange, <laughs> but fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need more time to process that. Uh huh. Yeah. Continue. Uh, let's just look through my list again. Uh, not a TV show, but it's a movie. But I did watch it last year, which is uh, a Silent Voice. Um, possibly the greatest anime movie of all time, in my opinion. Silent Voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yoko. That was the last one. Yoko, which is kind of like a high school detective show. In like mystery, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's it's just very good, right? It's, it doesn't do anything like super out there, but it's just very solid. So yeah, it executes what it tries to do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's always nice. I don't think I've really seen much more. Those are the anime. I don't actually have a list of TV shows that I've watched because I don't think I watched any TV shows other than The Witcher and The Mandalorian, which both go on that list. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Thank goodness for streaming services that made it available in your country. 
Yes. Because The Mandalorian <laughs> still isn't available in the UK, which is insane. Is it not? It's not until like Holy April. It's crazy. Crap. Damn. I don't know why they hate Britain so much, but... It's original content for Disney Plus. I don't understand what they're doing. Mm, Like Netflix has region concerns for stuff that they stream but don't own. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but for original Netflix content, it's available everywhere all the time Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm Because what does it matter? Why is original Disney Plus content not available in England until April? I don't get it. It makes no sense. The thing I would guess is that maybe it has to be rated for UK. Um, specifically, and that takes time, right? Like, if you want yeah, to put out a show, you have to like give them notice and be like, "We're gonna take our time reviewing this." Do uh, ratings apply to streaming services? I don't know, but don't it know. might. It might in, in the UK, and it might be a thing where it's like, well, uh, at the moment, Disney Plus is like a EU thing, and the UK in four months might not be in the EU, and so they don't want to start giving it out, and then have to take it back they'd rather just make sure it meets all uh uk regulations later and just put it out then hmm. it's got to be some kind of regulation i think i agree with you on that yeah it's terribly unfortunate but because it's a good show yeah it's good hmm. it's good I, I guarantee you everyone in the uk is finding somewhere to stream it oh absolutely i just i'm trying to find answers for this i don't see it Anyway, maybe somebody knows. Let us know. Hit us up in the Discord or email us or whatevs. Mm. Yar. Yardy yar yar. Mm-hmm. Hey, sports ball minute. We haven't done those in a while. Right. You thought you had escaped. I had forgotten, to be yep. honest. <laughs> I had forgotten that it was even a thing. I know. I know, Somicron. You Are you ready? I'm ready. Matt, hold on. First, I would like to oh. say I am annoyed at the number of people coming into my work wearing Lakers jerseys. There was one guy wearing a Jazz jersey, and I thought that was okay. But Oh, that's insane. There's a Jazz fan in your part of the woods? There are several. I've seen like I've been out at other places and seen people wearing hats. So I would you, ask you to approach these people and ask them why they're jazz fans, but I know you hate that kind of stuff, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's no way of walking up to a yeah. stranger and asking. Because here's what they'll say. They'll they'll say something about why they're a jazz fan, and then they'll ask me why I'm a jazz fan, and I'll say, <laughs> I'm not. I hate basketball. <laughs> yeah, but I have a friend who lives in Utah, and he's amazed there are jazz fans in Australia. You can say that. That's not bad. Mm, maybe. Here's his email address. Email him, and you can chat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. I mean, the Lakers jerseys make sense, but I don't understand why anybody would be a Jazz fan in Australia. That's all. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one, go. It is college football playoff time. Got to say the games have been pretty good other than the LSU stomping of Oklahoma. Man, the uh, LSU quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, looked pretty good, but I just kind of feel like his receivers are basically bailing him out, right? He just – Joe Burrow. He just throws to a spot. If they are single-covered or double-covered, he trusts his receivers to make a play. And that's a good strategy if you have really good receivers. But I'm not sure that translates to the NFL. We'll see how good he does for the Bengals, who have the number one pick. And they're expected to pick Burrow here. Oklahoma didn't, I don't know, didn't belong in the playoff, but uh, that's not their fault. And the Fiesta Bowl, Clemson 29, Ohio State 23. It was an incredible game. I have no idea how Clemson won that game. Ohio State was more talented, but... Man, Clemson has not lost a game for two years at this point. We'll see if they can hold up against LSU in the number one uh, LSU versus number three national championship game, which is going to be held in one week. I'm excited for it. Okay. Maybe this this podcast will be out before then. January 13th, possibly. It's certainly a a chance. I guess it's the 14th for you. So the 14th, if you're straying. Sure. Suppose. 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 All right. That's it. Largely Witcher podcast. Mm-hmm. Other shows talked about Sports Minute. I think we did well. I think we did well. You know what? Mm. I, I'm just happy to be here because today is the 7th and it is my first day off this year. So Ah, oh, it's very nice. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying your first day off the entire year. Hardest worker 2020. Somicron. <laughs>
He wins all the awards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, that's going to be it from us. This has been Falcon Paladin and Samacron with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. You can also find us. There's a Patreon page. There's a merch store. Check those out if you have the time, if you're so inclined. And until next time, as always, thanks for joining us. And you take care of yourself. <laughs>